0: Welcome back to Training and Education, and happy Father's Day this upcoming weekend. We have an extra for you. We're going to talk about robot babies. We'll get into details in a moment, but first and foremost, two dads on the pod with me, Brandon and Mike. Mike, how you doing heading into Father's Day weekend?
1: I'm doing well, and uh, we did mention uh, that this is also going out to all the mothers uh, who listen, uh, who also, uh, if they were medical students, would also enjoy robot babies, and also are critical to the success of non-robot babies. Uh, but as someone who has a non-robot, I have a non-robot baby. Are you sure? Yeah, to the best of my knowledge. <laughs> I, was, I was there when he came out. And uh, unless there was a complex, I'm not going to get into details. But, uh, but yeah, robot babies, uh, interesting. Real babies, amazing. Uh, being a father, Father's Day, uh, you know. It's your first one. It's my first, uh, first Father's Day as a father. Yeah. yeah. It hasn't happened yet. Uh, but i'll i 'll definitely uh you know be be using my choosing playing with my my non robot baby uh on father 's day
2: it'll be wonderful yeah you got to get your verbs straight there dad <laughs> um, yeah i mean i i think i <laughs> in, in uh, the lead off portion of the segment um or the show I, I think we'll say we don 't have much to say other than robot babies and happy father 's day we we 'll talk about some things but sure. um uh, it is uh, a celebration of life. Uh, if, if fathers have children, I think that's what makes them fathers. So true. this is like a father's day and mother's day and plus one shout out to all the mothers. Right. Um. It's uh, it's like you, you don't, ha- you don't get to be those things unless you have a kid. Right. Right. So it's really like, kids appreciation day i mean yeah. it's, it's like for moms and dads mother's day and father's day but
1: also for kids though too so for like for,
2: for fathers you know like
1: you you think of your dad on father's day of
2: course yeah yeah
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. so like even if you don't have it i mean because the majority of my life i still enjoyed father's day not having kids <laughs> that's right so uh you know it's like the the golf course and actually the golf course was crowded but you had to be targeting the right levels of leisure activity yeah. that uh, that goes sort of against you know the the wave against the tide but uh but then also you know uh, shout out to uh to my dad too who was was an educator and a, you know the the biggest influence uh on me in my life and uh you know i i just think that's uh it, it is a time to reflect on that and then it's always time to talk about robots absolutely and then robot babies that that's, it's actually a topic what it's, i would it's like a real learning science absolutely. simulation medical simulation medical education these are all really interesting ideas so it's not just because it's father's day and we want to do a father's day extra it's also because uh robot baby is coming soon to uh, medical school meeting.
2: what i would like for father's day is a conversation about robot let's babies. do, it. So let's it, looks do like, it looks like you guys can, uh, you can came make to that the right place. Through.
0: And here we are uh, echoing Mike and Brandon. Happy Father's Day and to all the mothers out there as well. Happy Mother's Day uh, a couple of weeks later. But this article uh, we will share out does talk about uh, the use of a robot baby uh, called Dubbed Luna is what the name of the the baby is in uh, Canada. And they're using this baby to help doctors train for medical emergencies and other things that might happen right at birth or in the first few weeks. And Brandon, it is something that, probably don't think about often, but that is a very specific area of time. And it's something that until they are presented with a problem, they're not able to study. So this robot and this artificial intelligence is able to give doctors some sort of training, some sort of hands-on reaction to something that could happen. So it seems like a really big step forward in the medical education and medical training uh, scope.
2: Yeah. We've talked about this a few times before in our VR episode and and throughout Um uh, our pod uh, history. Uh, you want to get reps when the uh, reps are low stakes when you, when you perform poorly. So um, when you have a real baby, you've got real needs there on, uh, on your hands uh, as a doctor. And if you can practice with a robot baby, if you don't do it right, the robot baby's going to be just fine. Luna's going to be fine. Like she needs to have her, like her o s updated every now and then, and like you know her uh, she needs to be plugged in, but but she's you 're not going to kill her right, and I think that's actually not to be glib about that, but that is why you want medical students practicing with simulations mm-hmm. and I think that the the um, uh, conceit here is that the simulation of having a three dimensional baby, like a robot baby at, as better than a simulation that you'd get on a two dimensional experience of, on a on a computer screen, yes. Um, I think that's interesting. And, um, and, and I think that's, that I could be convinced that that's true, right? Like the robot baby is (laughs) just going to keep on saying robot baby. Yeah. The robot baby is there. And, and, you know, when you're, when you're doing a simulation and, and, you know, we, as part of Kaplan, we, we own a a company called iHuman Patients, which does a lot of simulation for medical nursing professionals. So, you know, we, we believe in sim. Mm -hmm. Um, when you're in those moments you're you're primed for the simulation experience, right when you're in the room with robot baby, like you can probably forget robot baby is there more easily than if it's just in front of your you know if you're on a computer screen you know you're you're key stroking, et cetera um, that that I think seems like that that could be better in that way, and so it's super important and ostensibly robot baby better than you know simulation two dimensional uh robot baby yeah
1: although uh in either case we're talking about practice <laughs> we're
2: talking about practice we're
1: talking about not not in the game not the game we're talking about practice uh shout out to the real ai alan iverson uh and uh but the idea of practice is practice is good practice makes you more prepared and uh and you can't always get the reps even with a robot baby i mean it's a lot easier to scale uh, a screen-based simulation than it is uh, an army of robot babies. But, uh, but let me tell you, if you're all at an army of robot babies, that would be terrifying. Because <laughs> there's a video, we'll share out the link. Uh, also shout out to w, uh, CTV News Montreal. There's uh, no
2: W, this isn't uh, America, maybe. I forgot, I
1: forgot. But uh, they're, doing, they're doing the, the, good, the good little uh, human interest story about their robot babies but there's video of it and uh as you were talking Brandon i was looking at the video of the robot baby and thanks for being really engaged well, in the things i was saying it's creepy like it's the whole uncanny valley like uh. this is like you know chucky chucky goes to medical school is is basically what we're talking about and uh and i think it would help get our doctors a little more accustomed to working with
2: babies but this
1: thing doesn't really look and move and react like a baby.
2: Although, yeah, so uh, so stipulated yeah. as uh, someone with recent proximity yeah. to a real yeah. baby, like so this, you, like this morning. So you say, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but the, one of the things that they that they are talking about in this article is is that there are there were previous gens mm-hmm. of robot babies. Uh, this gen, Luna. Uh, is made of soft material. Yes. It's not. It's not plugged. It's not tethered. It's wireless. Sure. This robot baby right. uh, has had its umbilical cord cut. Sure. Uh, and you know, it. It seems like that. The the uncanny valley is is interesting as you think about it here. Like, do you actually do those perspective doctors and nurses actually need to get out of the uncanny valley to make it even better, mm-hmm. or is just even if it gets uncannier, is it still better than something that if you imagine the first concept of a robot being robot baby being a block that didn't look human, that would make baby sounds. Yes. This is, you know, several gens removed from that. Um, I wonder if that's, if it's better as something that looks, feels, sounds more human, even if it's obviously not. Yeah. Um, than something that is less so. I want. I wonder if that actually helps with uh, the learning application process.
1: I think it's got to, to a point. Uh, and then the interesting thing about the Uncanny Valley, and if you're listening to this show, you probably have heard us talk about the Uncanny Valley, but just real quickly, it's as robots become more human-like, but not quite human, they become more creepy or uncanny uh, for us. So I think that's where in the development of mannequins uh which basically it's a robot mannequin baby or robot baby mannequin uh doesn't quite roll off the 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 tongue the same way but uh but these uh they're starting to look human but they still clearly don't look like a real baby so what i think is interesting about that is that there is this sort of uncanny and like maybe a bit of revulsion and or othering that happens when you realize oh this is not really human so like, I do think being able to administer care properly to this thing that you know is a thing um, should in some ways, you'd probably be more distanced and clinical in that case. So I think understanding how you how would you empathize with the child and the child's family while you're administering the care uh is something I think it'd be hard to simulate um with with a robot baby and that's the type of thing that like vr might be better for where like if it actually looked more like we've talked a little bit about that too like a lot of therapeutic interventions around uh virtual reality where like you're actually like the bedside manner stuff i think it's got to look realistic and you know you have to be able to kind of lose yourself in the moment and i feel like these devices are 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 a little more um about clinical uh technical expertise yep um and less about the the social emotional although one of the robot babies here on the thumbnail you know he does have a little teddy bear which makes him seem more like a little is it a real teddy bear oh it's a robot teddy bear
0: oh geez Uh, robots having robots I will submit that uh, baby Quinn might work instead of a baby mannequin robot. Mm, a baby the, Quinn. Oh, um, yeah, we'll, we'll take and, that under under. Yeah, view. exactly. And and Mama robot and Papa robot think this baby robot's plenty That's cute, Mike. You don't <laughs> you don't need to be telling them their baby's not cute. But I would ask the question, Mike. We've at, talked about it in the past here on the podcast and, and honestly outside of parent education, right? About we we don't get a lot of hands on training other than family. You know, you niece or a nephew or a friends' baby. Uh, over time, obviously costs being an obvious point of what might be prohibitive here, would robot babies make their way into what used to be called home ec classes in high schools and middle schools? Will they make their way into expectant parents? Do you think there's a market for that, for parents to train better with a robot before their baby arrives? That's definitely a really good uh, black
1: mirror episode because because i i can sure. see where this yeah. is going so we'll work we'll take uh, we'll take drafting that screenplay uh offline as soon as we're done with a terrible kind of manga <laughs> exactly if you don't it's know what all,
2: that is check it check out check
1: it out but uh but but I, I think you know honestly dolls uh is the other the other direction that this this seems like and like it is interesting um also like therapeutic stuff uh i think is, is interesting too like parents dealing with loss like i don't know know much empathy and my heart goes out to, to to folks who are dealing with loss loss of a child but like the anxiety heading into having your child and then the the stress of of parenting period but like when you actually have the real baby you don't need a robot baby anymore but uh but i do think there's broader applications to this type of technology um you know we talked about it more around therapeutic robots, um, which this, this is not really about a therapeutic use case. This is more about a clinical training use case, but, um, but it does. And then, you know, more the toy space that is potentially out there, uh, which has complexity to it as well. But, uh, it's pretty interesting when you think about this technology, I don't think they'll get enough funding because I think this stuff's really expensive. So I think it'd be hard to at least right now, this generation uh, to this generation of robot babies. I don't know what's up with them. Back in my day, the robot babies didn't look human and we liked it. Uh, But in the future, I think they, they may pass more for uh, for human or at least they'll be designed with cuddliness uh, as opposed to clinical uh, learning uh, as their, their, their primary design intent. Um, it's a pretty see like now you guys are coming around. This is like a topic for sure. You know, it's yeah. not just a Father's Day thing. Robot babies—they're not just for Father's Day, anymore. right? Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I was—I do think though that so I think you're right about the use case for this kind of robot baby and the applications and implications of other kinds of robot babies. Um, but it's interesting, you know. We, we've talked on a previous show, I think, right when when Matthew was born, and maybe even on a previous show before that. About sort of curriculum for new parents. Oh my god! And you know, I showed my experience where there was one. It's don't shake your baby. Yes. Um, shake, 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 shake that baby. video, no, no don't, oh, don't, don't do that. Yeah. Um. That was the one thing that I got. I didn't get the pamphlet. I didn't get. You know, I, I got nothing but this one required state required video learning objective. Check. Right? Can you? as learning objective singular. Can, like, can you? You can imagine, or I can imagine a world in which if the cost was not prohibitive. That you actually could have robot babies that were used as instructional uh, in and instructional setting uh, for not care, not not um clinicians, but for caregivers, prospective mm-hmm. parents. You know even once you have a baby that fir- that first day, yeah, when there's a lot of sleeping that goes on by the parents and the baby alike. Um, you could imagine an instructional use case for this is what happens, this is what to do under stress mm-hmm. and, and i don 't know I, I think our our infant mortality rates are thank, thankfully super low, but can you imagine being even super lower mm-hmm. I, I can like every every child that you could save or uh, impact uh, more quickly through interventions smarter more uh, and, and quicker interventions by parents is really worth it so you know I, I i can imagine it is terrifying like the fleet of crying crawling robot babies coming for you <laughs> um the whole they, they're, they're the whole wing is covered with them but you know in postpartum or yes, in lamaze yes, class yes. or in wherever like around that um you know sort of uh, inflection point in a family's life before mm-hmm. you have a child and then after you have a child it's like it's completely different there is that's a really important moment that i think these robot babies could be used for civilians not just clinicians
1: yeah and and even simple things that you you just learn by having a kid but like you know protecting their head when they're still developing or understanding how often the baby would be different as the you know an actual baby changes over time. So like, you know, and then oh you get a you get like a 4D printing version of a robot baby that
0: actually grows over time. Yes. I mean what could what no. could
1: possibly go wrong? That's that's a brilliant <laughs> idea.
0: But when does, it, uh, when does it stop, Mike? You oh, have an 18-year-old oh robot baby in your yeah.
2: I did I, I just want to give one more note. I, I like that the the um company that made built created, yeah. birthed unto birthed. the world, this robot baby gave life essence to <laughs> gave life essence to you got to hit the essence is a, uh, is an aviation simulator company. Right. Right. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, just similarly, like in a, in a high stakes environment of being, you know, the, uh, a pilot, uh, mm-hmm. being in the cockpit, like you want to have a lot of reps, you want to have a lot of practice, right. uh, before right. you are trying to make perfect in real life. Right. Right. Uh, I thought that was interesting. It was not, you know, a um, a medical device company that mm-hmm. decided to make a robot baby. It was a simulation company that decided to make a, you know, an, an airline, an aviation simulation company that decided to make a, a robot baby. Mm-hmm. So I think there's, that there, I would guess, hot take. I would guess there's more robot babies, Luna and her um, uh, progeny, uh, in our future than fewer. Yeah, uh, and maybe like a lot more.
1: Yeah. Yeah, totally. And, you know, it made me think that, uh, you know, I bet our listeners would want to see maybe a video of us in the podcast simulator, Uh, you know, like just how we get ready for shows uh, by, you know, spending time in the simulator. So that by the time we come in here and the highly technical activities that we're engaging in now, like we're able to handle the random scenarios and right. the emergency, you know, like what water land, this is, this is why we're so good at water landing since we spend all of our time in the podcast simulator. Um, but maybe we'll throw that up, uh, on, on social media, uh, for, for our listeners.
0: Sounds like a great idea to me to hammer home what Brandon and Mike were talking about. The, uh, strategic advisor uh, here said, you don't want your beginners to practice on real patients. You want them to practice on plastic and pixels. So it makes sense. It's moving good forward. quote. That's a really good quote. That's also, uh, I think that was my third <sighs> album.
2: <laughs> Plastic and pickles. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: It's good. But a uh, good conversation and always, uh, I think, uh, Father's Day. Any plans? Uh, we, we can get to that now. We did talk uh, the topic at hand, but gentlemen, do you have any specific plans for yourselves? Have you heard of any plans that your children or your uh, significant others have uh, for you for Father's Day or anything you would like to do other than talk about robot babies? Mike, how about you first?
1: Uh, I think it'll be fun. You know, I, I, I might uh, might have some family in uh, for my first uh, get together as as, as a dad, but, uh, but it's been nice, you know, uh, just getting comfortable. He's at a good age, you know, like he, he's almost uh, six months now. So, uh, so he's kind of, I, I keep hearing tell of the flurry of activity that is the first six months of parenthood and that then it starts to slow down a little bit. Um, so I'm starting to experience that and it does feel like the timing for, uh, for Father's Day will be nice because it's a chance to just kind of relax and catch, catch our collective breath uh, and for me to, you know, you know, be catered to in a way that, that I've, grown a, I've grown accustomed.
2: Yeah. So uh, you asked, so I'll tell you, um, it's a little bit of an involved answer. Um, so June 17th is my mom's birthday. Happy birthday, mom. Nice. She is, uh, I went home for her 50th birthday. I was living in Boston at the time, went home to Cleveland mm. for her 50th birthday, uh, surprise. Um, and then the surprise was for me because for her 51st, she said, would you come in again? And I said, okay, mom. And then for her 52nd, she said, well, obviously you're coming in again. So uh, it is now her seventieth nice. uh, on uh, m- on Monday the seventeenth, and mm-hmm. it will be twenty one consecutive birthdays that I've gone home to Cleveland for. All oh, right, nice. so
1: because uh, don't 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 get that's a good math question. It's good it's math actually question. Twenty one, got yeah. it right. Yeah, yeah good job. Um, by you.
2: So I will be uh, I will be there, and uh, Father's Day is always the same weekend as my mother's birthday, so I do a little two for one. Yep. Uh, this is my mom's birthday being on a Monday. Um, this is the first Father's Day in that I think that I've had, uh, I have a four year old, um, where I haven't been flying back to New York on father's day. So, um, I'm actually going to, uh, I'll spend time with my dad and spend time with the family, um, on, on the Sunday. Uh, I've had, uh, it was a a game seven of the uh, NBA finals when the Cavs beat the Warriors that was on father's day. Mm. Um, there have been uh, uh, Tyrion Lannister uh, uh, taking it in the in the gut happened Oof. on Father's Day, so like there's there's some been some Father's Day Father's Day the PGA tournament. I mean, Taiwan, excuse me, Tywin. Let me Taiwan myself. I was yeah, Tyrion was involved. Tyrion was involved. He's on the other end of that crossbow. Yeah. Um So you know, sure, I've right, had right. some moments on Father's Day where I'm like, oh, that's pretty good. But there's been a lot of travel with mm. a you know infant and then toddler. That part, like. A very merry, unhappy Father's Day to me, to me, uh, has been uh, my experience so far. So, looking
0: forward to spending some time and, and not having to get on a plane. Mm-hmm. And then, Dan, how about you? Uh, we are vacating. Uh, we're going down the Jersey Shore starting uh, the Saturday before. And so, I'll be uh, toe deep in some sand, staring out at the ocean, which I look forward to with uh, my aunt and uncle. And uh, my mom will be there. So not not Father's Day for her, but Mother's Day. Uh, Single mom, so she gets to celebrate both uh, as we go forward. So that'll be fun as well. Three kids uh, with me. That is always a reminder of fatherhood and all that goes with it. Uh, But they are amazing and look forward to celebrating with them this Sunday. Happy Father's Day to both of you, gentlemen. Happy Father's Day to all of our listeners, uh, to all all of you who are celebrating. I hope you enjoy. And we'll see you back here on our next episode. As always, you find us uh, on Twitter at Trending in Ed. Same on Facebook, trainingandeducation.com. If there is a topic you want us to cover, feel free to reach out and let us know. Send us links, send us articles. We are happy to take that under advisement and work that into our schedule in the future. As always, thanks so much for listening to Trending in Education.